0: Welcome to the Nation's Church Podcast. We hope this message blesses you. I'm so privileged to be here, but what's happening here is touching the nation now. Pastor Ken, Pastor Chrissy, are preaching to leaders and pastors, and you have to understand that you're now crossed over into a season where what's on this house uh, and what you're a part of is more than just what you're ministering to, the body of Christ are looking to you. And so for everyone that's sewed into this building, for everyone that's given, for everyone that's been part of the journey, or maybe you've just jumped on the bus recently, you're coming into this church at what I would say prophetically is a critical hour. And and this church needs you to be uh, fired up, serving, building, because God wants to do something out of this house that's gonna shake Australia. And, uh, and I, I believe you're here for such a time as this. And so it's my joy to be here. Just for, just for 10 seconds, lift your hands and just love Jesus tonight. Lord, we love You. Come by Your fire, come by Your anointing. Let the fire of God fill this place. In the Name of Jesus. Lord, I pray let sick people be healed. Let bodies be healed. Lord, let people be touched by the fire of God. In the name of Jesus, have your way, Holy Spirit. Come, move in Jesus' name. We give you thanks, we give you praise in Jesus' name. And the church said together, Amen. Amen. You may be seated tonight. Thank you, Brother Keyboard. You are amazing. What's your name? Jordan? Sean. It's now Jordan. Uh, Sean, what a champion. Oh, man. You know, uh, I, I, I feel like something good is going to happen in the house tonight and uh, I, it is, again, it is a privilege to be here. Let's get in the Word together. I'm reading from paper notes tonight because I really feel like something good. You can only go so deep on an iPad, and, uh, but tonight we're going with paper notes and, uh, that were photocopied by me. I got excited the other week and printed out all my favourite sermons and it's just a bit of an adventure, just living on the edge. (laughs) Acts chapter 19 verse 11, 19th chapter of the book of Acts says, Now God worked unusual miracles, or you could translate that special anointings by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick And the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out of them. That's not a bad day. You bring your hanky to the preacher, takes it home. You get miracles happening or your aprons. Obviously a lot of chefs or Freemasons. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, But this story, this story just, there's a lot of plot twists in this passage. Verse 13. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists. That's a... Exciting ministry. (laughs) Took it upon themselves. You wanna be careful what you take upon yourself without God telling you, by the way. Took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus Christ over those who had evil spirits saying, we exercise you or we we drive you out. We exercise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. They didn't obviously know that Jesus. They just thought they could borrow his name for a minute and and, uh, the name that Paul preaches, and verse 14. This is where it just gets even more, it escalates here. Verse 14, also there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, who did so. They did the same thing. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? Imagine that, Pastor Matt, you're doing youth camp. You want to... or or any of the pastors, you're trying to minister to someone to get them set free and you go to say, in the name of Jesus, be free. And they go, look, Pastor Ken, I know. (laughs) Pastor Ken, I kind of know. I won't say which way. Uh, (laughs) But who are you? You're like, I'm Matt Hennigan. (laughs) All right, okay. And and, uh, so he says, but who are you? Verse 16, then the man in whom the evil spirit was leapt on them, overpowered them, Prevailed against them, so they fled out of that house naked and wounded. This is not a good night at church. This is a very difficult. This became known to all the Jews and, and Greeks uh, dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them all. The name of the Lord Jesus was magnified, and many who believed came confessing and telling their deeds, etc., etc. Verse 20 So the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. Uh, the Apostle Paul is at kind of at the peak of his ministry right now taking handkerchiefs and aprons. Literally, people are just giving them something to touch to then take back wherever they go to get people healed. Now, that we don't tend to do that that much now because you could be in ICU somewhere else and you can take your phone in and just speak the Word of God and, and do it. That's kind of a modern day version of that. And it's fantastic. Thank God we're able to do that. But it still is not out of... The picture, it still happens from time to time that I'll get an, a, a dear old sister or a dear old brother come up to me, put something in my hand and say, can you pray over it? I've got a friend who, who whose mum would... would when, when his, her, her rebellious son, naughty son, was going through a phase, would leave the house. She'd go and lay hands and anoint the bed with oil and, and and get on there. And the brother would go and lie on the bed and pray in the spirit and believe God. And that poor guy would be living like a, a, a bit of a rat bag and then go home and get under the anointing of God. And, and, and God got him. Now he's a preacher serving God, yeah. le- leading a church. Because and, and, the anointing gets on stuff. And, and so Paul is... Touching handkerchiefs, you know, like he's just walking around. People are getting set free, and this is just powerful stuff. It's just happening. Boom! Here, there, stuff. Handkerchief, body healed. It's all happening, and, and and but this wasn't Paul just starting out. Paul had had his dramatic conversion where he hit the ground. You know, his name wasn't even Paul at the time; it was Saul. Uh, you know, you've had an encounter with God when you hit the ground so hard the S falls off the front of your name, and God has to <laughs> be there, I guess. You know you've had an encounter when the the, the first letter of your name drops off. I said to Matt, after this morning's service, did you get touched by God? He said, it's no longer Matt, it's now Pat. God has touched my life. I'm never going to be the same again. Paul had been in prison. Acts 16, he prayed and and they were chained up and he, he was with Silas. They sang hymns and worshipped God and there was an earthquake. And the prison doors opened and if that, if that wasn't enough, he, he, he had been ministering in Ephesus and laid hands on 12, got them baptised in the Holy Spirit and, and birthed the church. He'd been in the, uh, in the hall of Tyrannus and studied for two years. And, and so Paul had, uh, he had dug wells in the kingdom of God and now on the other side of serving God, building the kingdom, being faithful. He's just being used by God and it looks easy. He's lay hands on a hanky. So these sons of Sceva, they're watching going, well, I could do that easily. But the thing about the anointing is the anointing makes hard things look easy. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And sometimes you can watch like Pastor Ken or Pastor Chrissy, they're just doing their thing here at the church and you think, Oh, I could do that. Uh, what, one thing I've learned is just because it looks easy doesn't always mean it is. Yeah. It's just that some people can get under an anointing and something that's hard looks easy. Yeah. I, was, I came to your church for a conference. I snuck in. It was the only way I felt welcome. And uh, <laughs> I snuck in and and, and, uh, and Gary Morgan was pre- preaching. Or I wouldn't even call it preaching. It was literally describing people's lives in graphic detail, causing them to repent furiously before they walk into the meeting just in case he figures out stuff. <laughs> I'm like, before I went in, God, for all that stuff I've been doing, I'm so sorry uh, for, for that thing I said, for, for this, for that. I, it's all forgiven. I lay it at your feet. Just in case I walked in, he said, David, the Lord knows what you're doing <laughs> on Tuesday, the 5th of March. Anyway, you're all quiet because you're all Christians here in Perth, but I live in Adelaide. We're heathens, and uh... <laughs> no. But he just starts prophesying. There's somebody here. Your name's this, or and he's. How do you do that? If I got up there, I. In fact, one time I tried to get a word of knowledge once. It was wrong. It was the most embarrassing night of my life. And I felt like the Lord said, "Just do what you're called to do. Stop trying to do what someone else is called to do." But but when the when the anointing of God gets on some, somebody makes hard things look easy. And the danger is you can be part of this church and you're in a season of momentum. You're in a season of increase. You're in a season of favor. And you can look at that and go, see, this thing's so easy. But then try and step out from under the anointing and grace on the house and do it yourself. And it doesn't always work. I've seen it time and time again. Don't Don't ever lose respect for the anointing that's on what you're a part of, because things that are super hard, this building, you might go, oh yeah, it's a building, that's what happens around here. Yeah, that's what happens around here, but it doesn't happen everywhere. It's not because God loves something more than the other, but there's an anointing on this house, and that anointing's causing hard things to look easy, and it's so important that we never take for granted that, oh man, I know it seems easy. But it's not, it's not that easy. And these sons of Sceva, they're watching, they're watching the power of God thinking, we could do that. Seven of them, there's one of him, there's seven of us. They do it. Demon beats them up, steals their clothes. They had to go home in the nude. They're very awkward. They get home, their mum's going, what happened? Well, uh... Let's just say we try to do an altar call and the people stole our clothes and, and they punched us and overpowered us. It was a bad day. For them, it was a bad day because they tried to do something that they hadn't paid the price to do and they tried to do something that they weren't anointed to do. So, so, so I'm trying to build this message and I, and I thought, how, how, what's my angle here? Because as a preacher, you've got to find your propositional sentence. And so the best one I could come up with was this. If the sons of Sceva were preaching tonight from this text and this experience, here's a few things that they would have to tell you here from this passage. I've got a few. Can you write these down? Number one, you can't fake the anointing. You cannot fake the power of God. I I watched a movie the other night. It was a biopic of some guy that invented the atomic bomb or whatever. It, It was... I fell asleep actually through most of it. I was awake for 10 minutes. I got the last 10 minutes, so I was jet lagged. So, so, so true story. But, but they, movies like this come out all the time. They'll do an Elvis movie. They'll do a Ray Charles movie. And these guys, they, they can do a pretty good job imitating those guys. But have you ever watched movies where you see preachers trying to be Pentecostal and move in the spirit and they're not saved? And we watch it as those who are in the household of faith, we look at what they do and go, nah. Nah. And we're not being mean, it's just... You can't fake the power of God. You you can't fake tongues. You can't fake the anointing. You can't fake the moving of the Spirit. And when you've been initiated, when you know the Holy Ghost, you know what isn't. You know, people that work in the bank that deal with counterfeit notes, they don't spend the day looking at the fake all the time. They never look at the fake. They just spend every day looking at the real. So when something tries to slide in that's not real, they go, ah, I know that's not it. I don't know how I know, but it doesn't feel right. It doesn't seem right. It doesn't look right. But to all of us who've never seen a $50 bill in our life, <laughs> we don't know. But you can't fake the anointing. You can't, you can't, you can't step in. If, if suddenly I, I had to try and do Pastor Ken's job, I can't just do his job. I'm not saying God won't anoint me to do what God's called me to do. But, but you can't fake the anointing. You can't fake the moving of the Spirit. You can't just turn it on. It's a holy thing. Yes. It's a powerful thing. Number two, I don't know what it is until I put my glasses back on. But my glasses are uncomfortable, so I take them off. I'm, I'm living in a very... Un- uh, num- <laughs> Number two, oh, I like, I'm excited about this point. Hopefully this one will make you smile. Number two, uh, you can't use the name of Jesus without faith in the name of Jesus. I mean, you can use the name of Jesus... To, to meet Jesus and then you can use the name of Jesus all day long. But unless you first use the name of Jesus to invite him to be Lord of your life, you can't really use his name in faith if you don't have faith in his name. You can, I mean, you can call out to him. You might be lost and go, Jesus, he hears that, no worries. But if you have refused to accept him, but then you try to use his power and use his name like you have some right, we don't have a right to use his name until we've submitted to his name. And so they go, in the, name, in the name of the Jesus that Paul knows, the demons are like, <laughs> <Bye-bye."> <laughs> they know they don't have to move. There's no authority there. Yeah. But you might just be a, a sitting in the back row. You might never, people might not even know your name. But if you're a son and daughter of the most high God, you can use the name of Jesus whenever, however. Yeah. But you don't want to use his name wrong. You want to use his name in faith. I, I, I can't see the, anywhere in Scripture where you can use his name effectively if you're not convinced of his power. I think if you're going to use the name of Jesus to punch the devil, you've got to believe in the name of Jesus first. I love the name of Jesus. I grew up, we used to sing songs like the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The psalmist said that anyway, the righteous run into it and they are safe. I grew up believing and I still do that every knee shall bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I, oh, that's a powerful name. Yeah. I love the name of Jesus. I'm, I'm old school enough to still believe that when I face my biggest challenges, when I don't know what to do, I just stop and I say, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Hallelujah. I read about a little boy who went to the grocery store in America with his mum. And on the way to the grocery store, his mum says, you're not having any chocolate chip cookies today. Which is the, today the modern day equivalent is me taking my son to Woolworth saying, I'm not buying you a bottle of Prime today. (laughs) But dad, it's metamoon, I don't care if it's from the moon. And then I walk out with 17 boxes because my kids have all the authority in my house. But they're not here tonight, so they don't need to know that. As far as I've still try to tell them. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> this little boy, his mum says, you're not getting a chocolate chip cookie. He says, okay. They go down the first aisle, th- second, third. You get that fourth aisle, and there's boxes of chocolate chip cookies. And he just says, mum, I want a chocolate chip cookie. She said, son, we talked about it. You're not having a chocolate chip cookie. Mum, I want a chocolate chip cookie. You're not having a chocolate chip cookie, we've talked about it. Mum, I want a chocolate chip cookie. You're not having a chocolate chip cookie. So then he stands up, he's obviously been growing up in church, this little kid. He stands up in the trolley and he says, Mum, in the name of Jesus, give me a chocolate chip cookie. Well, everyone else in the store cracks up laughing, people get the boxes, go to checkout, pay for it. That kid left that shop with 23 boxes. Your mum may say no, the devil might say no, but how many know we can appeal to a higher power? The name of Jesus. Man, where would we be without the name of Jesus? That's the name I use to cast out devils. Bear. That's the name I use when I get people to pray in tongues. And that's the name I use when I lay hands on the sick. I got saved in that name. I've been healed in that name. I got baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. I, I went forth, I got baptized in the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Man, when I use that name, I happen to believe that all things are possible in the name of Jesus. Man, I, I, every day I get up in the morning, I say, thank you, Jesus. I, I bless my food in the name of Jesus. Sometimes it's quick because I'm hungry. Oh, but, but it's enough. It's how I get my healing. It's how I got the Holy Ghost. It's how I tread on serpents, man. It's how I'm going to heaven. That same name works in India. That same works in South, name works in South Africa. It works right here in Perth. It works in New Zealand and America and South America. Oh, I'm so grateful for the name of Jesus. That name of Jesus can get cancer out of somebody's body. Oh man, this is good news. I've had a sore throat for like three weeks. This is the first time I've had a good yell for a while. Ah! (laughs) Number three. (laughs) Some of you go, I don't know about this guy. It's fine. You won't have to see me for eight years. It's fine. (laughs) Number three. (laughs) The closer you get to Jesus, the more the enemy knows your name. Jesus I know. And in the original language, that means I know personally. Paul, I know I've heard about, but who are you? The closer you get to Jesus, the more the devil knows your name. But who are you? Some of us we don't. We might go. I don't want to get close to Jesus. I don't want him knowing my name. Here's the thing: when you know Jesus, and the devil tries to come at you with a, who do you think you are? You turn around and say, I'm a child of the Most High God. Man, I got warriors in my background. I got Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Man, I, I, got Esther, I got Ruth, I got David and Samson. Man, I, I'm a, I'm a seed of Abraham. His favour rests on me. I, am the head, not the tail. I got And so, when the devil comes against you, don't, don't back off Jesus because you're worried about demonic things. I, I, heard, one of my favourite stories is Smith Wigglesworth was in bed sleeping. And the devil appears at the end of his bed, this mighty old man of God who long went home to be with Jesus. The devil's standing at the end of his bed and Wigglesworth wakes up, sees him, doesn't even rebuke him. Doesn't even say, go away. He simply says, "Ah, oh, it's only you. Rolls over and goes back to sleep. Imagine the devil going, oh, all right. that's a that's an embarrassing walk home. Who are you? Blood washed, sanctified, born again, saved by the blood of Jesus, child of God, baptized in the Holy Ghost. Number, number four, ministry without the anointing will beat you up. I'm talking to every life group. Is it life groups here? Connect groups? Connect groups? I come from the, I've been in this thing so long, they used to be called home fellowships. <laughs> we go to people's home and have fellowships. Fellowship is just a Christian word for gluttony, and I'm all about it. <laughs> I'm hoping Pastor Ken and I have some fellowship tonight over some kind of big fat meal we've had. Praise God. <laughs> I'm going to wrap this up. I'm getting, getting hungry. We went to Miss Maud's for lunch. <laughs> the Bible says that the, enemy, that the, that the man in whom, the man who had the demons, he turned on them, they were overpowered, prevailed against, naked and wounded. I want to encourage it? You, whatever you're doing, make sure you're doing it with the anointing, not without the anointing. That's whether, whether you're calling your kids, you're serving in kids' ministry, serving in youth, serving as a pastor, as a board member, whatever, whatever you're doing, say, Father, anoint me to do this. Yeah. Because without the anointing, the people, people go, I'm burnt out, and I'm, not, I'm never, ever, ever like making light of somebody saying, I'm burnt out. But I would say so often, it's that you're actually just doing it without the anointing. If you do it with the anointing, like you, you get fights on teams and disunity, but you get cars, they've got cogs that work together, but you take the oil out of that engine, the thing will overheat and break up and split itself and hurt it. You've got to keep the anointing in our relationship. Whatever we're doing at church, if you keep the anointing in this thing, you're going to be able to go, you know, if you dip a wick in oil versus lighting a wick that's never been dipped, the wick that's been dipped will last 100 times longer than the one that hasn't. Man, we need the oil. We've got to we have got, got to keep moving. Number five, those who are with you are not always with you. Yeah. Sons of Sceva were with them. They were following around. looking. To, they were with Paul, but they weren't with Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. The Bible says in Psalm 133, verse 1, Oh, how good and pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. With, with. I mean, you could come to this church or you can be with this church. Yeah. You know, you might be a campus pastor. You can building a church, or you can be building this church. Not just with, but with with. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2 and verse 1, on the, when the day of Pentecost is fully come, they're all together in one place, in one accord. Yeah. They're in one place, but they were in one accord. Yeah. they were with each other, but they were with each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just with, it's with with. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to just be with Pastor Ken and Pastor Chrissy. I want to be with with Pastor Ken and Pastor Chrissy. See, see, in a church this size, you can be doing your own thing in a church this size and, and, and enjoying your job and going, well, I just... After my little patch, I'm with, 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 with. I'm with, but I'm with, I'm with, with. Does that make sense? Or do I just sound like a, a dog barking with no teeth? With, 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 like a New Zealand dog, with. <laughs> I watched, I was flicking through the channels the other night on TV. And I, I'm not into boxing, but boxing came up. And they were punching the heck out of each other. I mean, they really... They actually punch each other. It's a great sport. I'm going to start doing it at our church's board meetings. It's been, I just think it'll really stir faith. Team built, no. They're punching each other. They're in it like a little ring. I'm looking at them thinking, they're with each other, but they're not with each other. They're with, but they're not with, with. They're with, but like punching each other. Let's be with, 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 with. Bible says... How good and blessed it is when brethren dwell together with, in unity, with, with, together, together. For there, the Lord commands the blessing. If you're part of this house and you're serving and you're wanting blessing on your life, you go, hey, I'm serving in this area and and you might not feel fruitful, just have a quick unity check. Just say, I'm not just with, I want to be with, with. Because when you're with, with, you can be very average and God can bless it. I find some of the more average people, they're just committed to unity, they're committed to consistency, they're committed to building the church. Those people, they they don't seem like world changers, yet they change the world. There's something about unity where the commanded blessing of God. I'm preaching myself happy right now. I was happy before, but look, I'm really happy right now. How are you doing over there on on that side? You look good, yeah. Merry Christmas. Love you. You're amazing. Number six. One person with the anointing is more effective than seven people without the anointing. Oh, yeah. oh I just don't have a big team. I've been asked to do this. I, I don't really have anyone. Yeah, but you've got an anointing. Oh, well, fair enough. Gideon, it didn't look good for him numerically. What about Elijah when it was him versus 450 prophets of Baal? Uh, yeah. One with an anointing. I feel like with an anointing, you can do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've seen worship teams, and, and they, they have all the moves, they have all the sounds, but they don't have an anointing. Then I've been in meetings where the guy leading's got like three teeth and he's squeezing a cat under his arm, but there's something on it. <laughs> okay, maybe that was a little too far. You were with me, you you were with me, but you, now you're not with me. I need you with with <laughs> Come in here tonight, and yes, there are talented people on this platform. That sister uh, who was wearing the blue overalls and leading, uh, I, I, she's talented, but that's not what gripped my spirit. There's a touch. There's a... And yet you, you feel it. Why? Because, because, because the worship in this house has been pure since well before the LED wall, well before all the lights and the cameras and, and the... The Nord. We bought a Nord. Because they told us if you didn't have a Nord, you don't have an anointing. But I, They know what to say to get me. All right, we better get one then. But do you know, the reason you feel what you feel in here, you're in an established church, but what you feel, it's been here the whole time. That's what the, that's what the touch of God does. And, and, and now there's numbers. but Before there were numbers. There was a touch of God. And that's why it was, yeah. this has been able to grow into something. Campuses everywhere, from Kalgoorlie to Esperance to... I don't know any of the places up north. Kanawhon. <laughs> 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 my dad was preaching a tent crusade in Kalgoorlie one night. And this guy walks into the tent with a dog on a leash. Walks right up to the stage and looks at my dad in the face. And, go, and, and the guy was under the influence. And he goes... Pray for my dog. And dad goes, no, I'm not going to do that, brother. He goes, pray for my dog. And dad realized he'd better pray for the guy's dog. So he walks down and he goes, father, touch the dog. And no joke, the dog just rolled over and went to sleep. That's a word for you, Pastor Ken. There's a church in Kalgoorlie. Maybe, maybe not. I think I've got a pastor for you. He's got a dog. And. uh, Number seven. And this is my final thought, maybe if brother Sean slash Jordan can come. Welcome. I brought a mic. Do you want to sing as well? You can. Oh, brother Guitar's here too. His other brother, brother, Brother Guitar. <laughs> hey guys. I only want to do you all want to come up? You can all, Everyone can have a turn tonight. Uh, <laughs> number seven. Is this going all right, Pastor Ken? Is this, is this what you hope for? Yeah. In the email, he said, I, I just want a serious word if you can help me. Now, number seven. The sons of Skeev were here. I reckon they'd say, by the way, the minute you play, the anointing falls. But like just stop for one second, completely stop. Just stop, foot off the pedal, please. I could say anything right now. I could say, Jesus loves you. He has a plan for your life. He wants to bless you. And you're like, yeah, maybe. If you could play. Jesus loves you. He wants to bless you. He has a plan for your life. You're like, he does. He does. I believe it. Not because of me. Not my preaching. Sean. Number seven, you must never play around with the power of God. Never treat it as a common thing. The anointing is holy, and the touch of God comes upon somebody's life It's holy. Tonight, people are gonna experience the power of God. It's a holy thing. To me, I, I have never ever lost my awe and wonder for God's presence and God's spirit. It's easy to get cynical sometimes, maybe about church and, and about and you shouldn't, but you can. It's easy to get cynical sometimes about about just what's happening in life and people. And, but I've always made a decision that when it comes, excuse me, to the presence of the Lord, I still want to leave church and go, wow. Wow. God, that you can you still turn up. You still move. I was preaching last night in Johannesburg, South Africa. Sunday night service. Never preached in South Africa before. Just ministering at the front. It's a young person. I walked over. I said, lift your hands to God. The fire of God hit him. They hit the ground on the power of God. I just thought, God, you, you move everywhere. Whether it's Africa, whether it's Finland, whether it's Singapore or Colombia or Perth or Adelaide. or, If you can even believe it, Tasmania. <laughs> I know, I was shocked too. I love Tasmania by the way, it's an awesome place. But I I never wanna I never wanna treat the things of the spirit as casual. I was in a meeting the other night, Paul Geeling was speaking at our state conference, and the next minute he was praying in tongues and it just shifted. Started praying in different tongues. And I realised harder oh, they're not they're not like they're not your, your your Sunday tongues they're your tongues interpretation tongues. He was they were, they were like 1980s tongues, and he starts prophesying in tongues, and boom, then that interpretation flowed out. And you could feel faith rise. Oh, I left that meeting go, oh, I love the power of God, but it's holy. It's the anointing of God is not for me to use. I don't I don't want to use the anointing to build my thing. I want to submit to His anointing. The Holy Ghost doesn't work for me. I work for the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And, and I want to treat His anointing, as precious and, and holy. And, and so when you come into a church like this week in, week out, and you sense His presence, can I ask you as somebody who has seen probably more churches in this country than most, what you have is so pure. What you have is so rare. And, and it's beautiful, but treat it with respect. We, we, we thank you, Holy Spirit. I, I'm not afraid of the Holy Spirit. But I respect the Holy Spirit. I actually love the Holy Spirit. I enjoy His presence. I've been more mischievous in Holy Ghost meetings. I've laughed, I've cried, I've run around buildings, I've hit the floor, I've rolled. I feel sorry for those that were in my path. (laughs) I've seen, I've been in meetings where demons are coming out of people. I, I preach in New Zealand one night and some kid must be 17, 18. He's on that side. Of the stage. He runs at me. He punched my face and, and literally punched my face and ripped the pocket off my shirt and it just dangled there. And the ushers ran. I said, stand back. Prayed from the power of God. Touching This kid cries. Oh, that, that shirt's my favourite shirt. My father-in-law wears it now. And, and he's a Baptist that we're the pocket back on. If only he knew. <laughs> only he knew the story behind that jacket. That's my demon shirt right there. You know, the anointing, if you're a child of God, you can use the name of Jesus. You can walk in it. You can tap into it. No, I, I just believe God wants to touch some people tonight. Yeah. Yeah. If you're hungry, if, you, if you're expecting, yeah. but maybe you've never experienced the power of God. I know like two weeks ago, you had Fred Porter here. So I'm kind of wondering why I'm even here, because Fred's unbelievable. He's, he's my mate. I believe in Fred. But I, I feel like God wants to touch people. I feel like with healing with anointing. Some of you just feel like giving up. I'm just believing God for a fresh wind, of the spirit of God, a fresh fire. Some of you, some of you, you need a fire because God's called you to preach and you need to open up your mouth and preach under the fire of God in this end time day. I'm believing God wants to do something. We're going to pray for people tonight, but why don't we stand to our feet right across the house. Thanks for listening to the Nations Church Podcast. For more info, please visit nationschurch.com